My name is Sandy Adamitis, the social media director for the Page International Screenwriting Awards, and your host for the Writer's Hangout, a podcast that celebrates the many stages of writing, from inspiration to the first draft, revising, getting a project made, and everything in between. We'll talk to the best and the brightest in the entertainment industry and create a space where you can hang out, learn from the pros, and have fun. Hi, I'm Sandy Adamitis. Hi, I'm Terry Sampson. Terry, how was your week? Pretty good. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Would you like me to elaborate? (laughs) Writers, I'm laughing because I just said I have nothing to talk about in my week. And Terry just (laughs) threw me under the bus. Okay, Terry. I'm just going to go right into our story today. Uh, Okay. That is about Chinatown. One of the most famous last lines in film is... Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Do you remember that last I do. Time? It yeah. is great. Chinatown was written by Robert Town, directed by Roman Polanski, and starring Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway. That famous last line almost didn't happen. I didn't know that. Why? Okay, we'll step back and let's talk about Robert Town first. Okay. The writer of Chinatown. Robert Town was born on November 23rd, 1934, and besides being a screenwriter, he is also a producer, director, and actor. I didn't know he acted. I don't remember him acting. Yeah. Robert started by writing a movie for Roger Corman. Robert says, don't be impressed that he got a movie made right when he was actually starting out because it was a Roger Corman (laughs) film. And Roger, as Robert would say, will give anyone a chance because he doesn't pay anybody more than two bucks, (laughs) which is very true. And just a little side note on Roger Corman, who we should do a podcast on him someday. Okay. Who he's currently 96 and has been called the Pope of Pop Cinema and is known as a trailblazer in the world of independent films. Some examples, the 1949 The Wasp Woman, written by (laughs) Leo Gordon, The Haunted Palace, which was made in 1963 and written by Charles Beaumont and starred Vincent Price, and The Tomb of Liege. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's from 1965 and written by Robert Town. It also starred Vincent Price and was about a man's obsession with his dead wife that drives a wedge between him and his new bride. That can happen. Yes. In 1971, producer Robert Evans of The Kid Stays in the Picture, Robert Evans, <laughs> offered Robert Town 175000 to write a screenplay for The Great Gatsby. But Town felt he couldn't do any better than the F. Scott Fitzgerald novel. That's a good argument. So instead, Town asked Evans for $25,000 to write his own story, Chinatown. Wow. And thankfully, Evans agreed. The plot of Chinatown. Did you ever watch Chinatown? Yes. Was it a long time ago? Do you want to um, guess the plot of Chinatown? Oh, I know the plot. Me? of You know it really yeah. well. It's not okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm not sure how 
Well, I know, but I, I mean, it's, it's super interesting because it brings up this water issue, mm. trying to decide who owns the Colorado River. And I do, by the way, it's a <laughs> short little thing. I don't really want to go into it. People think I'm cool because I do. So it's interesting that would come up. At the time when I first saw the movie, that left no impression on me whatsoever. I thought, well, there's a tidy little tidbit. It didn't, it didn't yeah. register to me. How important yes. and how big yeah. it all is. And it's huge this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about an $8 billion bill went through in the state of California to desalinization of, of the Pacific Ocean for uh, cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco. I actually know some of the numbers. I'll just throw this out really quick. It's going to cost each uh, person in Los Angeles about $800 to have all the water they want from the ocean. That was one of the guesses. A lifetime or a year? No, per year. And that's, frankly, doable. I mean, nobody really wants to pay that, but it is doable. No, no one wants to pay eight hundred out of their pocket. Right. Nor do the does the government want to do that. But that is cheap. Yes, eight hundred dollars. Uh, but I think in at least in California with this water situation, people are okay with the idea that we can fix this mm-hmm. and it'll cost some money. Well, fine. And it, it just sounds so futuristic, unsalting the water. May I have a tone from the piano that I know you have nearby? Uh-huh. That wraps up the political hour <laughs> of the Writer's Hangout. The plot of Chinatown. <laughs> Chinatown is set in 1937 Los Angeles. By the way, spoiler alert. And follows private investigator Jake Giddis, played by Jack Nicholson, as he investigates the murder of Hollis Mulray. One thing I would like to say to Robert is easier names, easier last names, please. <laughs> Giddis and Mulray. Okay, Giddis is Jack Nicholson. Hollis Mulray is a city water engineer whose wife, Evelyn Faye Dunaway, is the daughter of Noah Cross, played by John Houston, one of L.A.'s most powerful businessmen. Cross is behind a conspiracy to manipulate L.A.'s water supply for his own personal gain and murdered his son-in-law to keep it quiet. What Cross did was have Los Angeles's water secretly withheld from the farmers in the San Fernando Valley and dumped into the ocean in order to dry up the land. This then allowed Cross to buy up land cheaply, irrigate the land properly, and expand the city of Los Angeles. That was that complicated plot in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, then there is the complicated relationship between Evelyn and her sister Catherine, as she is not just her sister. Catherine is also Evelyn's daughter. She was raped by her father when she was 15. When Jake finally confronts Cross, get ready for one of the biggest downer endings in movie history. Evelyn tries to flee with Catherine, and Jake can only look on helplessly as the LAPD gun down Evelyn. As Jake watches Cross 
comfort Catherine and take her into his custody. One of his former LAPD colleagues tells him, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. The line neatly sums up the movies. You can't beat the system. Nope. Figure out a way to move on with your life and hope tomorrow is better than the day you just had. So let's take a look at that last iconic line that almost never happened. This is what Robert Town says about the ending. I'm quoting directly from the book entitled Screenwriters on Screenwriting by Joel Engel, which is available on Amazon. I don't think it's altogether fair or correct to say simply that it didn't turn out the way I'd imagined when writing. Roman, side note for me, it's hard for me to say Roman Polanski's name because he's a rapist. There I said it. Roman made too much of a contribution. At the time the movie was being made and came out, I was angry about the end of the movie, which was not what I wanted. We had a disagreement that was well publicized at the time. In hindsight, I've come to feel that Roman was probably right, that I don't think that what I had in mind could have been done that the ending with the ambiguity and the ambivalence that I had in mind simply could not satisfactorily be done at the tag to a movie with that much complexity. The end had to have a level of stark simplicity that at the time I thought was aggressively melodramatic. Roman rightly believed that the complexities had to to conclude with a simple severing of the knot. Here's what Robert Town wanted the ending to be. Again, from the same book, Screenwriters on Screenwriting. My ending originally had Evelyn, Faye Dunaway, kill her father, Houston, and be unable to tell why which was to protect her daughter so that she had to go to jail. Giddis couldn't help because Evelyn didn't want to harm her daughter by discussing the incest as the motive. Everything else would have been the same except for the ending. It even had a nice line of dialogue in it. There was a lawyer who early in the film declines an offer to have his cigar lit. He says, no, thanks. It's one of two things I always do myself. Later, when it's clear that the lawyer can't help Evelyn and that she's going to jail for the rest of her life, Giddis asks him what the other thing is that he always does himself. Put on my own hat. And with that, Giddis puts his hat on and walks out of the office. Accept responsibility for your actions. It was good. But it's more of a literary ending and very difficult given the complexity of the cinema story to do that adequately. What I wrote was good, but Roman, I now think, was right in recognizing that it was excessively complex. I thought the writers would be interested in learning where the idea of Chinatown came from. 
I have no clue. This is from the same book, Screenwriters on Screenwriting. Towns said it was a combination of things. There was an old magazine called West that the LA Times published with the paper every Sunday. Looking through it one day, he came upon a bunch of photographs, one of a green Plymouth convertible under a streetlight in front of a department store, one of a Packard convertible in front of a Pasadena mansion, and one taken near a train station. They were accompanied by prose from Raymond Chandler's novels describing Los Angeles. In reading those words and looking at these pictures, Town realized that he had in common with Chandler that he loved LA and missed the LA that he loved. It was gone, basically, but so much of it was also left. The ruins of it, the residue were left. They were so pervasive that you could still shoot them and create the L.A. that had been lost. Later, one day, Town was walking up the hills in Pacific Palisades. Town said, It happened to be one of those days like the days had been when I was growing up in San Pedro. I could smell the ocean coming in, even though I couldn't see it. And the salt water sort of mingled with the weeds and the chaparral and the mustard plant and the eucalyptus trees on the hill. And I remembered that when I was growing up, you'd go driving and smell the orange blossoms and tar in the road. The city was so beautiful. At around the same time, a developer was trying to take over Benedict Canyon and Town and Quincy Jones tried to fight it together. (laughs) It just so happened that Town was trying to beat City Hall while reading a book titled Southern California Country by Carrie McWilliams. There's a chapter in it called Water, 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 which was about how, which you were just describing, Terry, was... How we, in 1905, had destroyed the Owens Valley so that we could bring the water here, so that speculators could use it for San Fernando Valley. Now, I think I interrupted you before. The ending, you kind of liked... I like the alternative Robert ending. Robert Towns ending. I feel like it's a more moral way to go on it. Well, up to this point in which you just explained it, which I've enjoyed mm-hmm. quite a bit, is that I thought it said, have you not learned anything. Maybe it was my draw to, who's the lead in this movie? Jack Nicholson. I look at it as Jack Nicholson's draw to me as I was watching him. And I kind of watched him getting beaten up, sometimes literally in this movie. And Yes, the nose. It's very famous. Yeah. And and so I sort of was following him. Mm -hmm. So in the end, I felt like the movie was telling of his tale but I, but you know, I don't agree with that now. Right, right. That there was a lot more to it, and the people that are listening to us talk don't know the system that works between you and I. And sometimes that's five minutes before we start this recording. Mm-hmm. You would say to me something along the lines of, "This is going to be about Chinatown." Right. That sometimes that's the amount of of uh, information time I have. I got a little more time this last time, but when the minute you said that, I reconnected to the water system, just like, you know, mm-hmm. and said, wow, this thing just keeps playing. Yeah. People who have not seen Chinatown know all about Chinatown. Mm-hmm. It's famous in that yeah. realm also. 
I don't think there's many movies out there that people who have not even seen know what it's about. The incest, Los Angeles, Jack Nicholson, you know, you could take Chinatown for 100 yeah. and keep going for days. <laughs> My resources for this story are Wikipedia, Looper.com, an article by Jim Raleigh, the website Slash Film, and an article written by Mark Schutt, and the book Screenwriters on Screenwriting by Joel Engel. Well, I'd like to take a moment if I could. Sure. And give a special shout out to someone who calls themselves Stuff by the Elevator. Ah. They checked in on an Instagram to tell us that he enjoyed our last episode with two exclamation points. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. Too. And, and also Barb at Never Too Late 45, which I want to figure out, but I'll do it later. Not sure what that means. Do you have any ideas? She's 45? Would she change that? her handle every every year <laughs> every though? year yeah you know what barb please let us know yeah we're just too curious we're very curious where you came up with your your instagram handle frankly that's not the coolest part of this oh okay she she said about episode 33 tips to get your script started quote i think this was my favorite pod ep ever and for those of you who are not as hip as i am that means podcast episode ever okay so many good gems, she went on to say. I found myself repeatedly rewinding back 15 seconds to hear these tips twice. How about that? And she went on to say, I'm definitely flagged slash saved this one heart heart. I'd like to thank them both. Thank you so much. If you want to receive a shout out on future episodes, leave a review for the show in Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap for the Writer's Hangout. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, and thrive. Till we get to hang out again, keep writing. The world needs your stories. The Writer's Hangout is sponsored by the Page International Screenwriting Awards. Executive producer, Kristen O'Vern. Producers, Terry Sampson and Sandy Adamitis. Music by Ethan Stoller.